Hello all and welcome back to the Opinioneering Podcast, your nerd culture podcast where we sit down and talk about nerd culture in front of a booze-filled table, ready and willing to laugh, joke, all the above about either ourselves or the industry. In today's episode, Jason and I sit down and we're still having screwdrivers and still talking on the same exact night from our previous episode, but now we're going to take a little bit of a turn to talk about movies. Now we're a little bit behind in talking about Deadpool, but Jason does share a little bit of his thoughts on Deadpool as well as mine. And then he goes in to talk about Han Solo. Now, I just recently watched Han Solo just yesterday. Um, So this is Jason's take on Han Solo in this episode. Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to do an episode here coming up soon where you hear uh, my point of view or I'll probably just go Instagram live and we can talk about it then sometime in the next week. Just wanted to say thank you to everyone who joined us on our Instagram live panel last week. We were able to uh, do a split screen with... Um, the Just Talk podcast. Those guys are really cool out in Santa Cruz. They're about 45 minutes uh, north, south of us. Oops, sorry, no, other way. Uh, south of us. And uh, one of their hosts, Rich, has actually contributed a lot to uh, opinioneering on our social media sites. So, speaking of social media sites, um, we have Facebook and Instagram at Opinioneering. So, if you guys want to go, please like, share, subscribe all our episodes. Give us an iTunes review. It helps us out tremendously. And thank you so much for everyone being consistent and being such a great fan base that we already have. If you would like to get your opinion on the show, email an audio voice memo from your phone and then email it to danny at littlefella media and if you just want to write something where i can quote it here on this part of the episode then go ahead and send me a message on or send us a message via instagram or facebook just go ahead and type something out if you all didn't realize we did that last week when it came to the incredibles 2 with cj porter 720 and artist marco again we're really excited about some great news that's coming up at the end of the month we're really excited to share that with everyone things are expanding things are doing great so make sure that you tell all your nerd culture friends about us because we are going to be starting to game bigger and we're really excited about that and again anyone who has shared our podcast thank you so much we do not do any paid solicitations any paid solicitations that's it no paid like advertisement or anything like that we don't really do any of that but what we do do is (laughs) duty uh what we do do is well actually it's not really what we do it's actually what you do the word of mouth that you guys get out there we're really excited about everything that's happening here on the show we're really excited that our fan base is getting bigger and that you guys are promoting the show thank you all so much and again don't forget to like share subscribe and tell all your nerd culture friends about us now without further ado here is the episode Yeah, this was a rare week. I I rarely go to the movies, but this time I went twice in one week. Double whammy? Double whammy. How did that work out for you? It was pretty fun. What'd you watch first? Deadpool. How'd you like it? Let's talk a little bit Deadpool, because finally, I ha- I saw Deadpool already. Yeah. And give, give us a little bit of thoughts. We'll talk about that a little bit. What'd you think about Deadpool 2? Um, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. You, did you, you didn't love it? I I don't know. I feel like I'm especially around you these days when it comes to <laughs> I'm like really cautious. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever, take it for what you will. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. I've 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 really changed the like if because like I said, if you listen to our very first episode, I looked I used to look down upon people that had thoughts about a certain movie in that I disagreed with. But now I I'll have my own opinion and that's just fine. There are some things that I was like, I don't understand how you could 
like that movie, but if you do, good for you, man. <laughs> you know, like more power to you. Yeah. And that's one of my big things. People, you know, were trying to to say like, oh man, I finally get to see Superman and Batman on the screen together. <laughs> if I wanted that, I can go to damn YouTube. Because right. you know how many fan videos you have Batman <laughs> and Superman in the same screen together? Like, no, just have it done right. Yeah. Um, you could have Batman versus Predator. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a comic book. <laughs> that Well, yeah. Did you see the YouTube <laughs> fan film for it? It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, there's actually some pretty good fan films. Yeah. Like, there's one movie just called uh, Robin. Hmm. And it's only, like, 15 minutes long. And it's like, Dick grows up. He gets out of the, the game. Oh, totally not what the Nightwing story around is. It's just yeah. something, a different universe. Yeah. Grows up. Bruce gets murdered. Like, mm. he's dead. Yeah. And so he comes back and he's like, what happened? And he's trying to figure out huh. how did he die? And it turns out, I think the storyline was that, like, actually, like, the police were in on it hmm. or something like that. And they were actually helping, I think, in the Joker turned Dick onto, like, the police. And he's like, do you think I would really kill, like, my lifeline? Like, if he dies, I die practically yeah so i was like oh that's really good but it came out like 2003 2004 yeah a long time ago but it was pretty good so that's why people are like oh i just saw him on screen like that's not a valid answer (laughs) for me dude like really it's not but deadpool 2 i liked it i did not love it it was nowhere near the first one for me nowhere near i i i for me it was i think they wrote it insanely fast and Hmm. you can tell like it's like hardcore they just wanted to get something out the jokes were almost recycled jokes from the first one. Uh, I don't see Deadpool like, I want to be a dad. Like, I don't see that as Deadpool character. And that's fine. That's fine. Deadpool is a, enough, not a B-rated character, but Deadpool is enough of a fringe character that I don't feel like people are going to, and I don't care enough for it to be like, excuse me, that's not the true character. <laughs> now, when you F up Batman as bad as you did in the cinematic universe, that's when I get pissed. You right, know, yeah. but Deadpool, I'm not pissed. It's just like, I can't picture Deadpool being that, you know, I really can't and be like, oh man, I just, I have a family now. Like things that I did like about it. I like the X-Force finally being in there. Some of the jokes landed and they landed really good. Um, but it's kind of like, oh, they laughed at like the very first one where he had like his hand chopped off. So his hand had to regrow back. So they're like, no, let's take even bigger body parts. Let's even take his crotch. And then they're like pulling off that, like basic instinct thing and i was just like if this is a recycled joke that you're now taking even further this is nothing new to me yeah i i mean i had my own qualms on different story parts but i think there's some things where i would disagree like that i wouldn't be so quick to dismiss it as like recycled joke because i feel like okay fine you could be like all right you know the whole basic instinct leg flip like that was a bit much but at the same time, it was, like, so absurd to see, like, a man with baby legs walking across the room. Like, when he room. stood up, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like see his legs Like, a funny image all. is still a funny image. Whether it's recycled or not, like, to me, the imagery there was just, like, so absurd that I couldn't help but, like, appreciate it, you know? Yeah. So, like, if he, if, if the shot was just his, you know, his, his waist down and he didn't see any of that and all of a sudden he has to go shake his hand. And then he just plops down and he walks over. He's like, oh, I forgot. He had his the bottom leg chopped, like his whole bottom half. I thought he was going to try and like put it back. Like, you know how he got cut in half? Mm-hmm. And then I thought he was going to like crawl over to his legs and like start jamming it into his chest and be like, come on, come on. He wanted like to fix himself. I thought they were going to do something like that. Yeah. Or like duct tape it. And he's like, oh, it's going to go back. Don't don't worry about it. You know, like he just starts duct taping his body, trying to go back together. Um, I thought they were going to do something more like that. And if they, the basic thing is anything, they, they embellish that part more. But if it was like, 
Do we agree? Sure. And he gets down and he just walks over and you kind of forget that his bottom half got chopped off and then that funny image, then it lands. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I get it now. I get it now kind of thing. But even when, you know, the blind lady, she uh, she clocks her gun and she points it and he just like redirects <laughs> it back to cable kind of a thing. Right. That, that was funny to me. Like there were still parts that were funny. But to me, it was just, I, I, I prefer part one a million times over hmm. than part two. I would still rate part two about seven, seven and a half, seven and a half in that area. Part one was like nine, nine, nine point five, like dang near perfect. It hmm. was an amazing, amazing, really good adaptation for, for Deadpool. And this one, I, I, I felt really bad because that kid from Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. he was kind of like a, he was just one track to me. And he's a really good actor. And I thought he could have strut his chops a little bit more in this, but he was just a one. He was a one note. Yeah, I think you me. overthink stuff sometimes. Like, here's this kid. Here's this like little fat kid who has some pretty funny lines, and he does a good job. And like, I really would have liked to see a little more evolution as a character. Well, yeah, he's like, like <laughs> he's the crucial point, dude. It's Deadpool. No, There's it's, not going to be like it's, the, it's like a crucial point. I really it's not... feel like he should have followed just the story arc of. No. Uh, oh, what's that stupid Shakespeare one? The one with the um. There's a lot of. Well, yeah, I know, but there's. No, oh, never mind. I'm just gonna sound ignorant. No. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I would know that one. Macbeth. Yeah, let's go with Macbeth. I don't Midsummer's know. Summer's Night Dream. No, let's go with Macbeth. What's the one where like? Twelfth night. Someone's trying to get vengeance for they killed my dad. Or... Hamlet. Hamlet. Let's yeah. go with that one. Yeah, it's Hamlet. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I really would have liked to seen like a Hamlet trajectory. Hamletian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just because he's a crucial part. He's a really. That's why I really didn't care about um, what what does he call her? Like super teenage hormone crazy girl, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Her, if she was one note for both movies, because she's just a side character. You know, for someone who's that front and center, I would have liked something more than just a one one note. Because he wasn't a French character, and I think he's good enough. I I did I ended, oh did I tell you I ended up watching Hunt? Hmm. I ended up watching Hunt for the Wilder People. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it's not the movie that I thought it would be because I'm very Americanized in my film. Right, but it was made by a New Zealand um, director, Taika Waititi. Yeah, and when you described it, I thought it was going to be one type of movie. Yeah, if an American made that movie, what it would look like. Right, but it wasn't. It it it, dep- it portrayed the almost the same exact ethos. In emotion and and you know just love people and you know, but it was a, it was a slower burn. Yeah, but it was uh, it was a more real, it was a more real uh, realistic times that you would actually feel love from someone, you know. Yeah. Um, simple things like when he had to kill his dog, stuff like that. You know, people brush over, but no, those are big things. You know, especially out in you know, in New Zealand and stuff like that, where people are are very secluded. Yeah, like in the, their own farm lives, and that like is their the family. sheep population outnumber the humans. <laughs> yeah, that's also in Iceland. Is it two to one? Yeah, I I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good, but yeah. I, I prefer part one. Hmm. I prefer part one. Cool. Um, solo. You saw Solo too. Yeah. How'd you How'd you like Solo? It was fine. It was good. There is no shortage of really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great beginning of a sentence summer right action movies out there um i'd say this like was meg have you finally seen the trailer for meg no jason Statham and the megalodon no oh god <laughs> that looks amazing 
um this wasn't that i think it was like it was fine i don't think it was like something that you know future film students should be like do you want to know how to construct the perfect story arc for a swashbuckling hero um then don't watch this movie. <laughs> um but it was cool i liked it i think that if especially um especially like younger fans could get into it and whatever. I'm not really a Star Wars person, like I've said multiple times before. So to me, when I watch this stuff, I don't have like a a dog in the fight to where I'm like, no, you betrayed the legacy of... I don't feel any of that. <laughs> so Is there something that you do? Stuff that I feel that way about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like what? I guess like... Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. But even that, you didn't that, even watch Justice League because that was so bad. Yeah, like, but that's that's the difference. Like to me, <laughs> if I hate something that bad, I'm just like, all right, I'm not, I'm not gonna watch this anymore. Like, come out with a new movie, I just won't watch it, and I can live with that. Whereas I think some people were like, I'm gonna hate watch every one of these, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go online and shit all over it. Like, <laughs> watch me, watch me. <laughs> and so for me it's like yeah i thought batman versus superman was like horrendous but i just (laughs) won't watch suicide squad even though batman's there or justice league or whatever they end up doing next um now you're gonna watch the nightwing movie by the and who even knows what's gonna happen i really wish that could be animated i mean look at spider-verse yeah that's what i wanted to go into next like if nightwing was an animated film i think that'd be great that'd be because they'll never again and it just goes back to that whole thing like dick grayson is probably the one and only uh objectified male (laughs) sex symbol in comics you can never make you can never find an actor who's going to be like handsome enough but also masculine enough but also like witty enough and also like tough guy enough um that perfect combination that perfect it'll just never ever ever happen so no matter who you cast fans are gonna be like man they chose a little bitch boy or whatever the case yeah but if you go to animation it eliminates all that you can (laughs) (laughs) it eliminates everyone's expectations (laughs) it eliminates all of that he could be animated like as perfectly masculine handsome all things perfectly combined and then, you know, he can have the most amazing acrobatics and everything. It should really be animated. And especially because Chris McKay, I mean, that's his pedigree and why he got the gig was because of Lego Batman. I think it should just stick with that. Yeah. The world he knows. Yeah. Because um, he really does. Like, Bat- Lego Batman took Batman lore absolutes <laughs> right. and just cranked it up to 11. Yeah. Like, it was insane. Like, so many times, like, you got that character so right but you embellished it so much that it's right. funny yeah it like like batman's this self-loathing brooding <laughs> person and then they're like i'm gonna make myself a lobster and he goes and like he like plays a piano by himself and he's like, oh alfred where are you going kind of thing right. like yeah he he needs alfred but so let's embellish that a little bit or even right. like dick grayson like hold on you have a in today's generation you have a teenage ward <laughs> right. that's a boy yeah you're a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> right. you know kind of a thing or like that scene oh, there's one scene where alfred is saying something about like you need to spend more time with your adopted son and he's like what would you know about taking on a son alfred <laughs> 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 just all the years in comics where batman just like treated alfred like total crap <laughs> even though <laughs> right yeah the guy raised him but he's just like 
I'm Master Bruce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lego Batman got us so right. So Chris Paquet would be really good on that. I mean, they they already they casted a Dick Grayson for the Titan show. Yeah, Orlando Bloom's kid. Uh, yeah. So yeah, expectations went right down. Yeah, and that's and a good even, example uh, of you couldn't find like he looks like a little willowy pretty boy, but he doesn't look like. Oh yeah, all these super powered people on this team are all going to be like, yeah, let's follow this guy. Yeah, you got like a half robot, this like half demon princess this alien war goddess like and they're all gonna be like yeah let's follow this yeah, little 18 year old with yeah. like <laughs> he's got a good head on his shoulders yeah yeah no <laughs> and the thing is that like even in the comic books even the justice league turned to, to dick yeah like they really do like he is like the besides superman the moral compass of hope and courage in and just doing the right thing for people yeah is dick grayson so it's kind of hard to cast like the perfect person um, I think I don't think they did a bad job with Henry Cavill for when it comes to Superman. I think Henry Cavill is actually a pretty good casting. I like him, but with Dick Grayson, it's a little bit different um, because he is like the most objectified character, <laughs> the only objectified <laughs> character in comic book history besides right. like Moon Knighter or something <laughs> like that. But not a lot of people know about him. Yeah, I, I still like Ian Summerholder for that character, but he's too scrawny, right? To be like, oh, dude, if you go up against Darkseid, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. If he buffed up, I can see it. He's sarcastic enough for me to be to be Grayson, um, but yeah, I think I think if they went an animated route, because this is the next thing I want to talk about is the trailer for Spider Verse. Yeah, looks absolutely amazing. Like the 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 animation for that is not the typical cartoon animation. Like they they do it in a comic book style. So like while so if audience don't know, this December they're coming out with uh, Spider Man Spider Verse. Uh, animated movie and it's well you know a year and a half ago when they were no about two years ago actually we were talking about this jason me and colton jason was talking about how they announced tom holland for the new spider-man and jason was saying that you know that's cool that's whatever we've gotten enough peter i want to see miles and finally we get to see miles because miles is front and center in this yeah and miles morales is in the ultimate universe um I, I don't know what storyline they're going to go for in this movie, but in the comic books, Peter Parker dies, and the Spider-Man mantle has passed to a, a young Puerto Rican kid named Miles Morales. And so he has, if anyone sees art from this, he has a black Spider-Man suit, and the webbing is red. So it's actually really dope. He has more uh, powers than Peter. He has, like, the spider stinger. Um, he also has um, paralysis. Like, he, he touches him in a certain way. Like, he'll go paralyzed. Um, so he's really cool. Um, a lot of people really enjoy Miles right now, um, but I'm really excited about it because the animation is built similar to a story, to a, to a comic book story. So like Miles just run into like some like a cop or something that agitated the character to a point where he has to escape a scene or walk away from a scene or run away from a scene. And while he's running away, you see his thoughts in square writing bubbles. Yeah, as in comic books, as what you know the comic book lovers know. Um, and I like that. And even the the grittiness of the tones of the art is actually really good. I like that. It's not this smooth, this smooth, pure, you know, ultimate Spider-Man cartoons that we're getting. This is a right. very <clears throat> kind of watercolory, you know, where the edges are not fully just straight lines. It's kind of like a gritty tone to it. 
And I really enjoy that when it comes to this. Yeah, some of it almost even looks like, I'm trying to think of what's the proper term for it, like stereoscopic to where it's got like the red and blue, like almost like it's... Overlays? Yeah, yeah almost yeah, like yeah. made for what we think of as like 3D glasses or whatever. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of times when it's like panning and stuff, you'll see like just this like red and blue kind of overlay that's kind of meant to make it look fuzzy and throw you off a little. Yeah. That's just part of their whole, like you said, nothing is meant to be like super nice and neat and clean i think it almost even lends itself into this whole like crossing universes yeah spider-verse like you know what i mean yeah and then i mean in the spider-verse that was a storyline that i know you loved um in the comic books but um i say that sarcastically you know i i've uh, it's really weird i've learned to accept it (laughs) i've learned to accept that which i um (laughs) no shitty (laughs) storyline It's not be funny using that. I've learned to accept shitty stories. <laughs> I uh, no, I mean nothing's changed over time about my spider opinions. Like I'm a lifelong Spider-Man fan, but when it comes to just, I feel like it's been many, 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 many years since Marvel has known what to do with the guy. I think he's suffering from a lot of the same problems that DC has with Superman. They just don't, are had, but now that they've passed over the reins, I don't know. I read the, I'm caught up on Superman right now. But, uh, Oof, it's not looking the greatest. But <laughs> keep going. But I just think that because of that, I don't really keep up with spider stories very much just because I'm like, I'll check in sometimes and be like, really? Okay. I'll, I'll come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, a really cool thing. Is that one of our favorite comedy actors is the voice of Peter in uh, Nick Miller, Nick Miller. <laughs> uh, what's his real name? Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson from New Girl. And uh, he's, he, even like in that scene where he's eating the burgers, like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. It's more comedy than Peter. Peter's more um, awkward. Yeah. This is an older Peter. Right. Really degaffs. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, I'm I'm just living my life now, man, kind of a thing. Right. So I kind of like that. It's a different side of Peter that we wish to see in the comic books, but he's still this like, he's like, and it seems like in the comic books, he's like still like maybe no older than 23 years old. Yeah. He's like, if that arrested development, just never, <laughs> never can age. He's just stuck there. Yeah. And then like, even when they're like, okay. And one of who knows one of Marvel's. 14 reboots in the past three years <laughs> was when it was like move over tony now it's parker industries and for a little while he was a billionaire but then they're like no we can't keep this status quo bring it back <laughs> and then he's like back to sleeping on aunt may's couch again or some <laughs> stupid crap like <laughs> that character's never evolved yeah it, he really hasn't I, I, I like they just keep putting him as this teenager in the same exact situation of like, Aunt May? Mary Jane? Oh, Gwen's still dead. Yeah. You know, like, it's the same exact thing over and over and over again. And then they came out with this Carnage story, whatever. But we talked about that in our comic catch-up episode. But I'm really excited about Spider-Verse. The animation looks amazing. I really like that they are going with Miles. Um, even the special effects with it, like when Miles... I mean, even the dialogue behind and the overlay of the narrative... Um, where Peter's like, don't be me, be you, be your Spider-Man. Right. And he like backflips off this building yeah. as his spider powers are like, you rip some glass off the building. So he's like back, 
backwards diving off this building. That yeah. looks like badass dope. Yeah. And as he's falling and it's like special, like it's slow, slow motion as he's falling down head first in between two buildings and these watercolors are in the back, like these neon purples and pinks and it's just, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Right. But the other thing I'm really excited about since it is Spider-Verse, I really hope, I don't know who plays her, I'll have to look it up, but we're going to get, in my opinion, the, probably the best comic book costume in the last 20 years in Spider-Gwen. Yeah, I don't know that I'll go 20 years, definitely in the well, past. Well, who has a better costume? I would say what- You can go red and black Nightwing? No, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, I think Damien's Robin costume. Oh, the hood. Well, they both have hoods. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like, they both have hoods. <laughs> hoods yeah. are the key. Damien, Damien's is cool. It's kind of like League of Shadows mixed with Robin. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because they incorporated like the old school like Robin tunic. That red tunic and the belt and the old school R, but they mm-hmm. gave him this like badass cape and the gray pants with like the just like Green hardcore boots. boots. Yeah. So I don't know. I really like his. No, that's good. But but, but me... that's like a redesign. But I think she's definitely tied or the best like original costume yeah, out there. Yeah, the... I love that costume. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, Spider Gwen is a Spider-Man universe where Peter doesn't get bit by the spider, but Gwen does. And she becomes the Spider Woman, and, and Peter actually helps her in her endeavors. And I read a couple of the comic book arcs before the reboot, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so we're gonna get to see other Spider People finally, um, because there is a lot of universes out there, especially in the Spider Verse, where you can see a lot of different characters. I don't know if they'll go as far as like Ben Riley and Kane. Do you think they will? Or they'll mm. keep it mostly to? I doubt it. I don't know, but I doubt it. I think that they'll probably try to keep it a little more digestible because mm. i really think that i especially i think one of the it's so hard it's so frustrating that i think marvel when it comes to movies they are basically kings, kings. they they like have perfected the craft of giving you just enough about a new character to where you understand who they are and what's their whole shtick but they don't ever overwhelm you and they give you just enough to like where you're just like, dude, I just love this character. Yeah. Show me what's next with this guy. But I feel like watching, we're going to see it. Uh, you know, it's going to happen that this is going to be the perfect setup. I mean, my goodness, not only does the movie got styled to spare, it's so freaking cool looking. The soundtrack seems like really fitting. I mean, just based on one trailer. What do I know? One yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the soundtrack seems like it's going to be really well fitting for the type of story they're telling and the setting. And then you have this like young Spider Man, this like young, you know, half black, half Hispanic kid who is just. That's like we already have seen like with, you know, Black Panther earlier this year and just like people are hungry to see characters that reflect them. I think it could be such an amazing way to bring in new comic readers, but Marvel's going to totally fumble and there's going to be all these people who are like hungry afterwards for new stories featuring this character and they won't... Oh, then they're going to go and it's going to be shitty characters. Yeah. I mean, shitty stories. Yeah, they won't know where to go. Yeah. Like, that was me after the Netflix Daredevil was like, I love this character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're like looking for stories and you're like, what is, oh, A, you're like, where do I even start? 
And then the third reboot or the fifth reboot. <laughs> right. And then by the time you find like a couple things that everyone is like, no, this is the place to go. And you're like, nah, this is not as cool as. Well, go to what they based it off of. Well, yeah. Daredevil but I mean, Yellow and Daredevil Man Without Fear. Right. They're both written by Frank Miller, I think. I think Frank Miller wrote those both. But but still, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think when you look at the number of movie goers who are hooked on, you know, these Marvel movies, if even like a fraction of them started buying comics, it would like revitalize the comics industry. Mm. But instead, there's not there's not carryover. You would think that. You would think that. Okay, so uh, in talking with Roger over at Horizon, even though DC movies are the shittiest things, comic books are for the DC are still going strong. Yeah, they have like the inverse problem. Yeah, like, exactly. Like Marvel can make amazing movies, but they don't know how to keep new readers as a result of those movies. DC has great comic stories. But they couldn't tell a great movie story to save their lives. <laughs> yeah, if it bit them in the ass. They're like, okay, guys, uh, Warner Brothers has been around for over a century. Our studio's existence depends on the success of this film. Then, like six months later, Variety reports like Warner Brothers has gone under. Yeah. <laughs> the doors are closed, folks. No, before they do that, they're probably gonna like Wachowski Brothers, <laughs> please. Peter Jackson. Wachowski siblings. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Wachowski siblings. Forgot. Uh, Peter Jackson. Like, go, <laughs> right. They're just going to go back to those wells of, of great filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and I know uh, the siblings, uh, the Wachowski siblings, they, they kind of bombed with Juniper Ascending. Yeah. But I heard that they're they're working on a television series. Well, they just finished Sense8. Right, yeah. And so they're working on tele- another television series for Warner Brothers. Hmm. And it's supposed to go on CW, but... They're a little bit more gritty than what CW puts out. Yeah, you know? I would think that they're more like a Netflix or HBO. Or, yeah, if they did like a Showtime show, like, yeah. dang, like that would be really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm.